0: Listening to Making Meaning Together. I'm Melanie Maxwell. And
1: I'm Raina Young. We're talking about navigating our individual worlds together. We're so happy that you're joining us today. Hey,
0: Raina, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Melanie? I'm pretty good. Glad to be here with you again after so long. I know. It's not like we haven't talked in a long time, but we haven't podcasted in a long time. And we almost did last week, but then I started crying. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just like we just next week. We'll do it next week um, because we just allow space for how we're doing and how we're feeling. Um,
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're ready this week. We are ready. And it feels good. I woke up this morning feeling like I wanna I wanna do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which me is too. nice. Yeah. Mm.
0: So um I was thinking we could talk about something I think about a lot, but it's like really coming forward for me more recently in like a really obvious way with like clients or people I'm talking to and stuff like that. Um, and that is self-blame versus self-responsibility and Mm -hmm. what I'm referring to is like the people who are really into personal growth like you and me and whoever's listening Mm -hmm. I'm sure is also (laughs)
1: um
0: we are very aware of what we're thinking and our behaviors and our emotions um more so the thoughts and behaviors and like we really want to just get it right, get it better, be better, do better <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And that's great. That's great. However, um, the people I love coaching take this a little too far um, mm-hmm. through no fault of their own because we're like steeped in this environment that's like, be better, be better, be better. It's like, yeah, I want to be better. And everyone's like, good for <laughs> yeah. you. Um, and so what can happen is there's this like hyper vigilance of any negative thought or behavior and like Mm -hmm. this self-correction that's like almost like um i imagine like the nuns in the catholic school with the ruler smacking the kids like fingers like really mean um and i because i when i coach people i hear what they're saying to themselves and it's just very interesting how like i want to be better turns into like you're i'm bad because mm-hmm. i'm not better and i'm going to punish myself into mm-hmm. like being better but also like i i hear it come up with like i'm trying to be more confident and i'm so mad at my stupid self for not being more confident and it's just like wow um and yeah, it's just really interesting how, like, instead of being... So, like, that self-awareness can tip into, like, self-punishment and self-shaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, like, I've been really cranky lately. And this is where I notice it actually not being self-shaming and being self-responsible. Where, mm-hmm. like, I feel irritated with my husband. And he's really... Like, bothering me and getting under my skin, pushing all my buttons. (laughs) Not really. It's not really doing anything. But, like, it's (laughs) really (laughs) bothering me.
1: Yeah. And
0: so, like, self-responsibility, I'm noticing. I go, okay, like, this is triggering something in me. Like, what could that be? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is bothering me because I'm actually a little bit mad at myself for, like, the house being messy and so I'm projecting okay I can be more compassionate to myself Mm -hmm. instead of being like I hate that I can't be like calmer with him and I'm so Mm -hmm. mad at myself that I was so rude like it Mm -hmm. just we do something or we think something that's negative quote-unquote and then like instead of being kind or open or compassionate or gentle. We're like beating ourselves up yeah. and it's like a pile up of yeah. <laughs> shame and like we don't realize we're doing that. We're like, I'm just trying to be better. I'm just trying to be more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I, I didn't know what I used to do until I heard clients talking about this thing that would happen this cycle i'm like Mm -hmm. isn't that interesting like Mm. (laughs) we're like not only were we negative but now we're being mad at ourselves for being negative yeah 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 so Uh, yeah that's what (laughs) that's what i want to talk about like um that sort of am i being self-aware and self-responsible like what's Mm -hmm. coming up for me you know noticing or am Mm -hmm. i being self-shaming and like you know, a pile on of
1: shaming energy onto my thoughts and behaviors. Totally. And it feels like it's so easy to switch into the other. I mean, I think about like, even as a kid, when I would do something wrong, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you'd have, or I, I should say, I would have a, a voice of authority, wherever that was coming from, telling me, to take responsibility, pick up your toys or whatever it is, you know? (laughs) And then you feel like you, you feel shame because you've messed up. And so then you equate taking responsibility with shaming Mm -hmm. yourself for having done something wrong. Like that's just coming into my, like my mind and just like realizing, oh wow. Like it is so, it's like even the word self-responsibility, like Mm -hmm. to me, there's part of me that goes, oh my God, because I don't have a very good relationship with that. Um, And and what you're saying is like, instead of self-responsibility from a self-berating and like shaming and like, you know, just because it adds the second layer of having quote unquote done something wrong. You know, it's like, well, first I didn't, you know, I wasn't nice to my family or my husband and I got grumpy or I like, yelled at them or whatever the thing is and now I'm going to be mad at myself for yelling at them and then it's just like and for me I usually that just perpetuates it because the part of me that needs compassion is then like even more left alone inside myself and has no support and usually for me it's like I'm overwhelmed and I really need someone to like be really really nice to that part and so when I'm, like, mad at myself for, I mean, this literally happened last night, you know, I was really overwhelmed. And Che, my husband, who is, like, it's hard, too, when you have a partner. Well, this this, this is going to sound very contradictory. <laughs> so I was literally about to say it's hard when you have a partner who's so supportive, which is, like, is it? But there's something about this energy where that that can feel actually almost triggering to me mm-hmm. because I'm, like, you don't understand how bad this is, you know, or like how overwhelmed I am. And just him trying to help me feels almost like an quote unquote attack. Like it feels that way to the part of me that's really wounded. Um, it's not, and he's not attacking me in any way. He's lit like last night. He was literally telling me I should lay down on the couch and just relax. And like, You know, when you're overwhelmed and someone tells you to relax and you're like, I can't I can't. You think I don't know that. (laughs) Totally. And so, you know, I got kind of frustrated and I started telling him all the things I was overwhelmed about. And then I went and laid down on the couch and I started beating myself up for not being nicer and not accepting his help in a generous way. And like, and it was like, oh my God. Like, and I did just like lay there and I like, just like literally like my heart was pounding and I was really uncomfortably frustrated and then Omi, my little one, came over and gave me a big hug. And I was like, you know, there's something about <laughs> those little little sweet humans that can kind of soften something sometimes. Yeah. And it was like this sort of hard shell that I'd been trying to, like, protect myself with kind of started to crumble away. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm just really, really sad and uncomfortable and overwhelmed right now. Um, and then... You know, I was able to, like, apologize to myself first and then my husband. Um, of course, he was like, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. I know you're doing your best. And then again, it's like it's hard not to have the voice come up again that's like, see, you are bad, and he is trying, you know. Mm, and just, okay. Oh,
0: that's so. interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Him, that's really interesting because I think I have a similar dynamic because yeah. my husband, Keegan, is very, like, chill. And, like, everything's fine. It's all good. Like, yep.
1: yeah,
0: you're okay. <laughs> like, it's all right. I'm not, like, upset at you. And, like, he's yeah. very just kind of easygoing. And it's, like, you're making me look bad. Yep. It's, like, yeah. that's really interesting. Because it it's, is. like, I don't do that anymore. Um, but that used to come up a lot. It's, like... Fuck you for being nice cuz now mm-hmm. I look horrible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> totally. I think it like yeah.
0: it triggers a part of us that is like being mean to ourselves.
1: Mhm.
0: You know, and it's like looking for a reason to be like, "See, you are yeah. bad." Yes. Um, yes, yeah. But I wanted to like touch back on what you said about like when you were growing up, because I think that's mm-hmm. super interesting. Yeah. Um, About how, like, if you do something wrong, the reaction, I think, like, this is pretty common for anyone anyone our age, yeah. or, like, mm-hmm. even close. I think yep. parenting <laughs> has shifted a lot in the past, yeah, like... I think so, too. I don't know, 10 years, maybe? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when we were kids... I think this is super common, like you do something bad, like you're in trouble, mm-hmm. you're you're in trouble, you are bad, uh, like you're gonna be punished in mm-hmm. some way, and my mom was like pretty chill um and like not much of a disciplinarian, um, but she would still like you know, yeah, you were bad, you were in trouble, um, wait till your dad gets home. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And, like, that's so interesting how that becomes our inner voice, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. I've messed up. I'm bad. I deserve Mm -hmm. to be punished. Yeah. And I think that's really something that I don't do with my kids. But it's, like, really interesting to watch what happens because I don't have any... I've never seen it done. Like I've never experienced Mm -hmm. like being a kid and messing up and someone being like, let's talk about it. (laughs) That's never a thing. And I'll use an example. My, um, six year old, I, I forget how I caught her, but she had been sneaking her tablet into bed and playing on it late at night. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't know this and, so I, I think I was upstairs and she thought I had gone to bed mm-hmm. and she, I came downstairs at the same time she was plugging the tablet in cause it had, the battery had died. I'm like, it's like 1130. Like, what are you doing? And she goes beet red and she like won't talk. And she was mm-hmm. like crying and she won't tell me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so she was like feeling really upset and crying and her face you know like the she looks scared yeah I'm like what's yep. going on do you feel scared she's like yeah like nodding mm. and uh, I was like are you scared you're gonna be in trouble she's like, mm-hmm. I'm like you're not in trouble I promise you're not in trouble like I think I already know the truth and I just want to hear it from you like were you playing mm. your tablet in bed and she like told me yeah it's like, okay, like, let's just talk about it. And so we were able to talk about it, and she like relaxed a little bit, and mm-hmm. we could talk. And I'm like, yeah, so I just don't want you to use your tablet in bed because you stay up late. And like sometimes I do that on my phone, and then I feel really yucky the next day because I'm tired. So I do that sometimes too, and it's just not really healthy for us. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you because I'm going to set... like. A screen time that'll lock it at night so that it's not tempting for you and you don't have to like worry about it and that way you can get healthy sleep and I was just like okay all right and so she went back to bed mm-hmm. and like I can't it's just very it was very like a surreal experience almost because she was so scared mm-hmm. and like all I felt I didn't feel mad or like, uh, Mm -hmm. she's so bad. It was just like, Oh, like she, she just, she doesn't know. And I'm just going to help her like do something differently.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. It almost makes me want to cry. Like hearing you talk about that because it's like, yeah. Like what a gift to be able to support her in that way, Melanie. I mean, like, That's the thing, too, is, like, when I think that we often – I I wonder if it's, like – I don't know if this is true, but, like, I wonder if it's, like, an evolutionary thing that we feel shame because we – our bodies are, like, trying to get us to do the right thing. Yeah. And so, like, when we do something that we feel like is wrong, you know, we want to fit in with our our group, our people, and to belong. And so we innately have a reaction of feeling shame. Yeah. Most of us. I think that's healthy because it does – But then to be able to be supported, to move through that and to see that actually it's okay and that there is a support system around you that will help you with this thing, whatever it is, like that is so huge. And so for your sweet little girl to have that as her foundation and then as she grows and moves into other things that she's going to try and maybe she's going to not feel good about them, to be able to know that you are there to support her through that is like, oh my God, my heart, you know, like, cause that's like, you're saying like, that is not something I personally have experience with. Yeah. As a, as a kid, I didn't, I didn't experience that kind of, um, support. And you know, again, it's not like our parents, I don't think they, I don't think our parents like were consciously trying to shame us. I think in a lot of ways, I mean, at least I know for mine, like they did better than their parents for sure. Yeah. Like, they were more aware and more supportive. And, you know, it's like, it's wild how just those few little comments of why didn't you do this, you Mm -hmm. need to do better, like those things. And it's like, I can literally hear those things. Like, those are the words that come into my mind when I do something wrong, or, you know, quote, unquote, wrong, or like something that I wish I had done differently or I feel bad about later. It's like those words, they shoot into my head and it's like, and sometimes it does almost feel like, where is this coming from? Because I have like healed some of that and I am better at meeting myself with compassion. Um, but
0: not always. It's interesting because when you are talking about like the parental voice that sort of comes into your head when you, do something like when you think about doing something wrong Mm -hmm. I think about um I feel like this is like uh the psychological torture of religion that was an extreme (laughs) an extreme (laughs) sentence but like if I did something (laughs) bad like a very like natural kid thing to do like hit your sibling because they're making you mad like very That's what kids do. They're going to do it. Totally. (laughs) It would be like, you, I'm taking you to confession and you're going to confess this to the priest and you'll be sorry. And like, if you like, as a kid, that was normal. You are bad. You do bad things. You go to confession and you tell the priest your sins and like you beg for forgiveness basically. And... I don't know if you are familiar with like how the Catholic Church works like in confession but like you go to the priest you can't see them through a screen mm-hmm. and you like say your sins and you like ask for forgiveness they and the priest will come up with basically like a a punishment like mm-hmm. but it's like prayer <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like your penance uh, I think that's what it's called uh is like three Hail Marys, or, like, if it was really bad, you'd have to say a whole rosary or, like, <laughs> they'd tell you to do something. Right. Um, And then you would, like, go have to, like, pray so many prayers yeah. to, like, make up for the bad thing you did. Um, And it's just, like, if I think about that now as an adult, it's, like, wow, like, being a kid... And doing something like hitting my brother is so bad that it's a sin that could make me go to hell. Like, that's intense. Like, that's really
1: huge. I mean, oh God, there's like so (laughs) many problematic things about that when you're saying it. I mean, the fact that, like, one, you're not whole and enough, and like, you're like, oh no, you are not. You are bad, right? You're broken. Like that. Yeah. And then the fact that, like, some. Man, I'm sure outside, yes. like beyond you, yeah, right, c- could tell you how to fix that. Like, it's just, yeah, so then, like, I mean, yeah, there's like so many, like, so gr- then I'd imagine, like, you'd like so many people would end up feeling that there's inherently something wrong with me and the there's nothing I can of... really do about it, right? Yeah, and so yeah. to just keep us all very small, um, yeah,
0: yeah oh my gosh, yeah, like the whole idea. As a kid he went to Catholic school and Catholic church like most of my life and my mom is still like very Catholic. Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea is like you're bad and it's not even your fault. It's you're bad because of the original sin. Some Two people a long time ago, Adam and Eve, and it was actually Eve's fault, like ruined this for all of of humanity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ruined it for all of humanity. And so now your whole life you're going to have to beg for forgiveness for something that had nothing to do with you. And like you're bad and everything you do is bad. And all you can do is just hope and pray that like, you'll be forgiven for all of your terrible, terrible humanity that all the <laughs> terrible things you do being a person. Um, It's like, That's what the, the whole idea is like, literally, there's not enough good you could do. You're still a sinner. Like, you're still a bad person. And you still have to beg for forgiveness all the time. <laughs> it's like oh, very... It's so intense. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, it's no wonder we are very good at shaming ourselves like Mm -hmm. something as small as like arguing with my brother could send me to hell like yeah Yeah. I think I'm a bad person doing bad things all the time and like even outside the religion long after like leaving it is still in my it would still be in my head like I'm terrible I am so terrible like Mm -hmm. I hate myself like there's this huge self-hatred like yeah. I just can't do anything right. Everything yeah. oh, I do is yeah. wrong. And that's, I didn't yeah. r- like relate it, but now it makes a lot of sense. Like we were conditioned as children to like be mm-hmm. like very self-shaming. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 It's so interesting. Um, yeah. And so it's almost feels like shifting from, uh, like into this, like self-responsibility is like, also there's a need for, um, like sort of giving that word new meaning, you know, it's like self-responsibility and self-compassion like together, you know, because I think it's so like easy to fall into that, like taking responsibility, turning into this, the, um, yeah, the sort of self-blame and self-hatred, yeah. honestly. I mean, I think that is something that like I I feel like I've really shifted this like the deep self-hatred and come to a place yeah. of like more self-love, but it took like a like a a lot of trust, right? Because like even just looking at the part of me that hated myself was like really painful because it's like almost like like it didn't feel like it was me, but it was like, I didn't know how to disentangle from it. And, um, I think it used to come up way more and I was so scared to look at it that I just didn't. So it was like, I would get overwhelmed and I'd get mad or I'd, you know, be frustrated at Che or whatever the situation. And then I beat myself up for it. And yeah. then I would try to just pretend none of it happened. You know, I just like, numb it and shut it down Hmm, where did we
0: learn to pretend that nothing ever happened (laughs) (laughs) oh my god seriously (laughs) the conflict never happened where did we learn that um probably like no shade to my mom but like dinner's ready after we just had this blowout fight (laughs) like okay I guess we're just gonna pretend nothing happened Uh, Um, but yeah. yeah Like that inner conflict. I think for me, I fully identified with the self-hating
1: part of me. Like that was me. And like yep. to me, Same. Like yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting to like even think about. Like, um, like even just the concept of like I am whole and enough. Like I remember it's when like, I yeah, first. Right, you lose I, yeah, right. Yeah, I was literally like, like, that's insane. And even the idea of like self-love, yeah. was very like unapproachable to me. Like I literally, I was like, I remember when that, when I first started like reading about self-love, I was like, I mean, that sounds really nice, but I have, I don't understand how someone who hates themselves could love themselves. Like that was literally like, you know, and it wasn't exactly as like conscious as the way it sounds when I say that. Like it wasn't like, I was like, yeah, I hate myself. Like, but it was just such a deeply rooted feeling of not being enough and never doing enough and never like, like, anything I ever did it was like I had such a high like I had this idea that I could be quote-unquote perfect and that that being perfect would mean that I would finally be lovable yeah for, of myself and by others and it was like just it was just so unattainable that I would just constantly be like frustrated and yeah. disappointed in myself yeah Ugh.
0: <laughs> it makes sense like having these massive standards for ourselves when like as kids we were expected to not Mm -hmm. not be children (laughs) basically Yeah, like of course our standards are like way above functioning normal human they're like perfect human that doesn't exist that's what I'm supposed to be yeah um but yeah I was thinking about like back about back to the example I shared with my daughter like and the word responsibility I can't remember where I heard this somebody said it um, like responsibility is just the ability to respond. Mm. And so like with my daughter, oh, this is the other thing I wanted to say is that what helped for me to go from like, the like, how could someone who hates themselves love themselves? Like that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll love myself when I reach my standards of perfection. Yes. But I think <laughs> what turned everything around for me, Was, like, the practical aspect of, like, hating myself doesn't make me better. It's making me worse. Like, it's making me do more of the things that I hate about myself. And so, just from a practical standpoint, like, I don't want to do it anymore because I'm doing things that I hate about myself. So, that was, like, the change for me. It's like, well, I hate what I'm doing And the more I hate myself, the more I do it. So let me, like, see how I can be nicer to myself so I stop doing all these things that I hate about myself. Um, But, like, in the example with my daughter, like, who knows how she would have reacted if I would have said, like, how dare you do that? You're so bad. You know better. You should know better. Mm -hmm. And, like... You, I'm not giving you your tablet for a week. She would probably get sneakier. She would probably mm-hmm. like try to figure out the password and stay up all night trying to figure out the password, or like mm-hmm. do something sneakier. Because um, mm-hmm. I know, like when I was a kid, if I got in trouble for something, it's like, okay, now I'm just going to be better at hiding it from you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but like the behavior completely stopped because what we did was we sat down together and we talked about it it's like yeah like here's here's what happens when you stay up late like you don't feel very good the next day like here's what we could do about it and like strategizing together Mm -hmm. like you can't strategize well when you're beating yourself up yep it's like (laughs) you do this like dramatic all or nothing thing yes and it's like it makes sense because that's like if I would have reacted the way like maybe my parents would have reacted, be like, you're never having this tablet and I'm gonna hide it from you and I'm gonna lock it up and <laughs> like you're in trouble. Yeah. Um but instead it was just like let's talk about it and yeah. like what could we do to make this easy for you to, you know, have a healthy relationship with your tablet, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's very useful to have that skill as an adult to be like okay, I don't feel good when I do this. What could I do to make it easier for me to not do this thing? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's how I think now, but that's Mm -hmm. not how I thought for so long. I would just be, like, berating myself and doing this, like, all or nothing dramatic, like, I'm never doing it again, or, like, obsessing over it, whatever the thing was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, it's so... Oh, it's just so good on so many levels because, like, what you're saying is, is that you're teaching your daughter how to, um, the, the ability to respond. So, like, you're teaching yeah. her self responsibility. And instead of trying to, like, be responsible, you know, yeah. and, like, and, and quote unquote, teach her through this, like, sort of authoritarian, like, you know, um, <laughs> like punishing way, like, instead, you're, I think the thing too is, like, you're helping her work out in her own mind and yeah. understand in her own body and her own feeling, like, why she maybe wanted to do that. Yeah. And you're relating to her by sharing your own experience of having done it yeah. so that she doesn't feel alone in it. I mean, it's just so, oh, it's so good. And, like, and then she can, yeah, like, carry that with her and, like, hopefully, like, continue to, yeah, have that ability to self-reflect and um and yeah I mean it's like it's true it's like it's just it's it's so interesting to think about all the ways in which and like again it's like not that our parents were bad and I know they were doing their best in so many ways um and like I think you know each generation and probably for forever we're all just kind of like hopefully and not always but like evolving just and shifting the needle a little bit um And, like, being able to, yeah, support and relate in ways that, like, maybe there's a little bit less stuff to disentangle as we grow or our children grow into adults, you know. Because, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, like, sometimes I do imagine, like, what would it be like if I hadn't, like, had this, like, bedrock foundation of, like, of, like, feeling of needing to be perfect and that I wasn't enough ever and, you know. um, But then again, like... I am who I am at this point in so many ways because of all the things that I've moved through and grown through and healed. Um, that's not to sugarcoat any trauma or crap that happened, yeah. but, but you know, sometimes it does help to kind of, like, notice that. And then to be able to support our children from that, like, that feels yeah. that feels very empowering and sweet and... And then also like to be totally honest there's a little bit of grief there too you know it's like mm. becoming oh, yeah. a mother like I it's like hard yeah you know like it's like you you show up for your kids in a way that it's like you're, for me i'm like so aware that like when i show up for my children in this new way i'm actually showing up for my inner child mm-hmm. in this way too so like oftentimes when my when we're having like a big frustrating moment at home <laughs> with my kids like that's my opportunity to show up for them, but also to mm-hmm. show up for my inner child. Because when I don't show up for my inner child, I actually often react from, like, what that child saw. Like, sometimes yeah. that does happen. Like, I'll, I will sometimes yell at my kids. I am not perfect, unfortunately. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah. right? And, like, and then usually I'm able to reflect and be like, oh... I was feeling really uncomfortable about the situation because my inner child was feeling really scared about the parental reaction to that situation. And actually, I am the parent, yeah. so I get to change the reaction. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, I feel like the difference that you just illustrated is, like, that is self-responsibility. Like, what was happening for me? Not like I'm bad for what I did. Just like what was happening for me? Yeah. What might I want to do differently and how could I make that happen? Like, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when I, I love that so much because it's like the responding, it's like taking, it's, it feels like in so many ways it's slowing. It's like all of us trying to slow down a little bit and actually be with ourselves versus like the self blame and like self-hatred and all of that is like who wants to be with that kind of energy you're not going to want to slow down and and Mm -hmm. look inward and so first you have to you know if you're having that self-blame come up like the first thing is noticing the self-blame which is deeply uncomfortable for me anyways. (laughs) And so, like, it does take, for me, it's taken a lot of practice to be okay with the discomfort of the fact that, like, wow, I'm really being mean to myself, and that's, like, very painful. Like, I remember the first time I ever consciously noticed, like, I can literally in my mind remember this moment because it was quite literally the first time I'd consciously been aware of what the voice, the mean voice inside my head sounded like which sounds very weird. And I tried to describe it to like my uncle and he like he was like, I totally get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's, he's he the perfect person. Yeah. yeah. He like, <laughs> Um, and, but it was like, it was so bizarre because of course I, I know I'm, I knew I wasn't nice to myself. You know, I knew I had a lot of high expectations. I knew, I knew that on some level, but I had this moment where I could literally hear myself saying, mm-hmm. You are so stupid. How and it was this really ridiculous situation where I was literally in a work situation. I needed to ask questions. And I felt like I shouldn't ask questions. I felt <laughs> like laughing. I should know. <laughs> no, totally. Like it I laughed after How dare I cried. You, you
0: stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. idiot. <laughs> like Yes. Yeah,
1: like it was it was like that. It was like yeah, this yeah, yeah. really mean, intense voice that was like, You should know all you should know better. You shouldn't ask any questions. You're so stupid. How could you? Yeah. And I after like this meeting that meant nothing. I don't even remember what it was about. I sat down on my couch and I just, I did. I just like cried. And I like, it was, I think maybe one of the first times that I had this moment of self responsibility where I was like, Oh my God, that's really, really mean. And I literally like sat there. I was home by myself. I, and I realized like, what do I need right now? Mm -hmm. I need a glass of water. Oh my God. And I went, I think I need a snack. Like it was such a funny, it's weird that I could like, but it, it meant so much that moment because yeah. it was a huge internal shift of like all the things that I had wanted to, to be able to connect to myself with. And I, something in the universe allowed me to be able to be aware enough and to meet myself there. And it was like, oh, my God, I actually just need to be taken care of because I feel really like the voice in my head that is not me Mm -hmm. was just beating me up like intensely over something that means literally this is pointless. (laughs) So anyways, like, um, but yeah, it's like just that moment of like self-responsibility, self-awareness, self-compassion and like just what do I need right now? And maybe that is simply a glass of water and like just a little tender rub on the heart, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how
0: like something so benign, like I need to ask a question right now. Can could like spark such yeah. hatred and like yeah shaming, which we would never do to someone else, but we do exactly. it to ourselves. Yeah. And like I remember the fir- now that you're talking about, it, I remember the first time I could really like hear that mean voice. Yeah. And I kept it with me for a long time. Like, when I started literally hearing it, I was in, I think, like, early high school. Mm-hmm. I was struggling with depression and an eating disorder. And the eating mm-hmm. disorder, like, really, that was the eating disorder voice. It was like, mm-hmm. you're yeah. disgusting. You're a loser. Everybody hates you. Like, mm-hmm. horrible.
1: Yeah. Oh, and
0: for wow. me, like... I it felt like a sense of control and it felt like Mm. addictive to be mean to myself Mm -hmm. like I have no control outside of me nobody likes me like I'm a loser or whatever and so like being horrible to myself felt like a sense of control Mm. and so it was like really hard to give that up it was like a high after Mm -hmm. being horrible to myself Mm. because I was like I felt like no one cared about me and like I didn't have any control outside of myself. Mm -hmm. So it felt like really addictive to being like controlling myself. Mm -hmm. But I remember like it was the same sort of area, like body image. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where I started doing a lot of work on myself. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, it was that like practical aspect of like, I'm not getting thinner by being mean to myself. It's actually doing the opposite mm-hmm. and like the more mean I am, the more depressed I get and it's not making me lose weight. It's doing the opposite, and so yeah. I was just like this isn't even doing what i what it is trying to do, so like yeah, it's just meaningless now, and mm-hmm. so I was able to let go of it that way, mm-hmm. um, and then like gradually. It's like, oh, like, it actually feels really good to just be compassionate with Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And, like, it feels better than the high of being mean to myself. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it was, like, a long process. But, like, in between there. Yeah.
1: That makes so much sense, you know? Like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Especially the piece of, like, there is some amount of control or it feels like it. um, And... Yeah. How just, oh, it's it's really hard to be in that space where that's like running the show, you know, like it's, it's making the decisions. It's like that voice is the thing that is deciding all the things. Uh, Um, yeah. And like to shift that into a place where, you know, the more you, you like the, the self that, that is deeper than that. uh, I mean, you know, not that it's necessarily like the ego exactly, but just that not nice voice that is not who we really innately are deep down. But that voice can be very loud and very persuasive. And (laughs) yeah. And it almost feels like in a way for me anyways, like, because it's like, kind of my parental figures it's also sort of authority figures it's also sort of the world at large and all their opinions about women and right. me as a human it's like it almost feels just like very loud and looming um yeah. or it did and like that's where i think for me like yeah i love how for you it was like shifting from, like, realizing, like, actually, this isn't helping the situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, the thing you think you're doing is actually not doing what, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think for me, it was, like, I think it, pro- it was probably a combination of that, but also, like, realizing, like, I have to believe in something different. Like, mm-hmm. I ha- like if I want to stop believing in that, I have to believe in something else. Right. Um And for me, like, that I am safe, I am loved, and I am enough, which is, like, my main mantra. (laughs) Yeah. It just, like, anchors me back to the fact that I am not that mean voice, and I am not bad, and I am not broken. And just because I yelled at my family or my husband when they were trying to be nice, (laughs) it doesn't mean I'm
0: ruined forever. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I feel like becoming a mother... And like having that unconditional love for my children and just Mm -hmm. like, there's nothing they can do that will make me not love them. Mm -hmm. And I just want to show them I love them every like 42 seconds, like (laughs) annoyingly, Um, which is not to say I'm just this ray of sunshine. Like I'm sometimes cranky, (laughs) (laughs) but what I'm saying is like, I was, I didn't know what it would feel like to experience unconditional love until Mm -hmm. I experienced it like with my children. And then I was able Mm -hmm. to like identify that within myself. Mm -hmm. It's like, I needed something to reflect it back to Mm -hmm. me because Mm -hmm. I couldn't like, I don't, there's just this, like, like you said, the, um, the hateful voice is so loud and amplified Mm -hmm. and, the like kind compassionate voice is almost not a voice at all. Like it's okay. just mm, fair, like a stillness so and like yeah. just this gentleness feeling. That like is there's so not. True, yeah. It's almost like you can miss it if you're not mm-hmm. aware of it. Like it's yeah. it's not. It's so present, but not like in a loud way. Like it mm-hmm. just is there. Mm-hmm. And I think I was more able to notice that feeling of stillness and that sense of like just Mm (laughs) beingness within me because I experienced that just like deep connection with my Mm. kids that way.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And that's so true. It's like, I think, yeah, for me also reminds me of the fact that like the, the voice that is very critical and loud like it has a lot of words and I'm like, it's so interesting, but it has so many words and it has so much to say. And I feel like in so many ways, like I, and maybe this is similar for you. Like it, I have to actually give a voice to that stillness and that Mm -hmm. space there, Um, which is there always, like you said, I like, I love that visual. Like it is always there. Um, And it's like, it's like, we have to see it and then, allow it to rise and yeah and like when we give voice to that it's like what what does that have to say about us and you like sometimes I'll do that in my journal not now I want to do it like more consciously because usually it's more like you know something more like what what do I need to know like just asking um but but like almost like what is what is my like whether it's your like however anybody wants to call it like our true nature or like our our higher self or whatever our soul like what does that have to say about me um yeah. what is that how does that see me you know I don't know I think that's kind of sweet I think I was able to
0: give it a voice because I could hear what I was saying to my kids yeah
1: yes like
0: when they're upset like you're it's okay I got you like yes, you're gonna be okay I, I know it hurts and yeah. like those types of words yeah. and even That parenting experience with my six-year-old, like, you're not in trouble. Like,
1: I think I know what
0: happened, and I just want you to tell me the truth so we can talk about it.
1: And like, let's work on
0: this together. Like, What do you think? How do you feel? And Mm -hmm. so like, I'm like, oh yeah, like I do, I can access that even better because I've spoken it out loud to my daughter, now it's like... Okay, like, how do I feel when I do that? Okay, not so good. That's okay. Like, mm-hmm. that's okay. People yeah. do this. It happens. Yeah. Like, so let's work on it together. And yeah. like sort of that gentle, like, helpful parent, mm-hmm. in, like, to myself. Yeah, like, Because oh I've said gosh, it out yeah. loud,
1: I can, like, say it internally. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That makes me think of... I mean, that's... Yeah. That is so... That's so it, right? It's like as parents... I think most of what parenting asks us to do is actually to look inward and see, how am I parenting myself? Um, How am I talking to myself? And then, you know, how is that maybe reflected in the way that I'm parenting my children or reacting in situations? Um, I feel like that's so much of the work that I have done with my therapist after having kids. And it makes me think, too, like, I don't think that it was an innately... innately. What's the word? Like, after having kids, I don't think I immediately realized how to do that, if that makes sense. Like, I obviously, I loved my children, and it was like this deep, unconditional love. Um, But when I had my second son, Omi, I there, it was like, I, I was very aware and I had like some postpartum depression and just like, it was just, it was hard after he was born. And also like the pandemic had just started and all the things, but like, um, but I think I was like, I overtly had to confront the fact that I had not, I was not really taking care of something inside of me. Mm -hmm. Um, because I like had so much rage. Like I was so mad and angry and, um, And it was just, it was scary because I don't think of myself as an angry person, but I mean, we are all, we all have anger. Anger is an emotion that is important. (laughs) And if it's not ever expressed and you never feel safe to express it in a safe way, that's not directed at anyone, then it's there. And so like, I think for me, like, um, it makes me think of this book that my therapist (laughs) recommended, which is um, called Parenting from the Inside Out. I can't remember who it's by, of course, but we'll, we'll link it. Um, yeah. But it it's literally about the fact that, like, most of the parenting challenges that we all have, like, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't, like, again, that's not to say that we're broken and we're bad and we need to fix ourselves or else we can't be a good parent. Like, no. <laughs> but more just, like, what do we what do we need? So it makes me think about my parents and the fact that I know for them, like, you know, they didn't have resources, like, You know, like even just like the books and the podcasts that we have and the parenting classes, for God's sakes, like just ways of 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 looking at this stuff and looking inward, um, let alone like knowing how that's affecting our children. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it just makes me think about the fact that, like, in a lot of ways, like they were parenting from what they had been how they had been parented um, because they hadn't really dealt with or or worked on any of the stuff inside them that was hurt. And, you know, so it's hard and it's tender, but it's also really powerful. Yeah.
0: That makes me think of how, like, when you're talking about all these resources we have now about parenting, it's like we are coming from a place of, like, this internalized shaming voice and we have all of these resources about how we could be better. <laughs> so then we yes. approach these resources, not as, like, how can I be kinder to myself, but, like, oh, my God, I'm bad <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I have to be better for my kids. And, like, Yeah. I hear that with my clients, too. My mother clients, they're like, I got to heal myself faster because I'm ruining my kids. It's like,
1: mm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just that pile up, like that pile up where I don't like how I'm being, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to beat myself up more. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, okay, but like Mm -hmm. you are not giving yourself what you give your kids.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Like that like unconditional love and like connection Mm -hmm. that you are so focused on giving your kids. Yeah. You're not giving to yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and it's just interesting how we do that um and it yeah. makes sense why we do that like we just said like we we grew, we grew up to have a shaming voice in our head and now these all these resources which i'm very grateful for but like all these resources on how we can be better parents and it's mm-hmm. like Yeah, it can be really intense because you so badly want to be a good parent for your kids because you love them so much. So it can kind Mm -hmm. of like create this huge pressure. Yeah. And then it's like not that helpful because now mom is cranky because she was mean to herself all night and like (laughs) now mom's exhausted or like seems withdrawn because she's beating herself up for not being better with you yesterday and just like,
1: yeah, a cycle. Um, Totally. I mean, it makes me think too of like the fact that the best parenting resources I think I have, have actually nothing to do with parenting. Like they're not a how to parent your child or how to react in this situation. I mean, yes, of course, sometimes that is helpful and can be helpful, but it's not helpful if it's coming from a place of I'm bad and I need to be better the parenting resources that have been most helpful for me are, like, therapy, support from, from other parents like yourself, you know, like, like actually seeing that I am doing enough. Like, those are the moments where when I trust that I am enough and I am okay and I deserve the love that I have for my children, then I am inherently, for me personally, more patient, mm-hmm. more supportive, like... Yeah, it's so interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you can be like me and just realize that beating yourself up is just not useful. <laughs> or you know, like it—it it is a process. But something, some—I feel like for everyone, something at some point just clicks, and it's mm-hmm. like—and it's not that like, oh, now I, now I just love myself. No, like something no. clicks where <laughs> things change like they yeah. change direction um maybe that's realizing what you're like beating yourself up is actually making you do more of the thing this uh, this sounds weird to say it's my favorite thing we're like noticing where clients are so scared of x mm-hmm. and so they're behaving y which creates x so mm-hmm. like yeah i'm so worried about not being perfect So, because of that, I'm doing all of these things that make me mess up. (laughs) Right. Or because, like, I'm so worried that I'm not going to be a good parent to my kids. That, like, the overwhelm and the worry is, like, destroying me and that I can't be present with them. It's, like, it's creating the thing. So, I feel like that's, I love pointing that out when that's happening because it's, like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like, I I don't want to do that and, like... It's not even helpful for me to do that. So like, it feels easier to let
1: it go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Mm. Yes, and just sending a lot of compassion and love to anyone who is yeah. feeling the, yeah, the beating themselves up feeling or.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's intense.
1: It's yeah. exhausting.
0: It is, yeah. And yeah. you're not
1: alone. I mean, I think it is so helpful. No, really. not at all. Yeah, like to remember <laughs> that, like, this, like, as much as there was like a moment where I could for the first time hear that voice and I like, or just hear it clearly or just even be able to like see it for what it was. It, I mean, I still, that, I mean that, that was happening last night, like 100% oh, that voice yeah, was in there and back. it was, yeah. I mean, and and I think it's, it's, I think a re, like, again, it's so interesting because it's a reminder that the voice is not bad. There's actually mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that part mm-hmm. of us. And, We don't even really need to get rid of it. Like, I think the moment when I think, can I I just have to get rid of it, is actually, again, another layer. (laughs) Yeah. And instead, like, that voice actually needs some compassion. Right. And maybe it needs to, like, just starting by hearing what it's saying. I mean, it's uncomfortable because it's usually pretty mean. But, like, and then not believing it, you know? then, like, giving your... Maybe you have another tool that you can bring in. Like, maybe that is therapy, or it's, like, meditation. Or it's... For me, it's usually just, like, I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough. (laughs) You know, I just sit there and, like, remind myself of that until I can kind of start to believe it, maybe. Or, like, last night, I mean, I just went to bed. I was like, I can't get rid of it. I can't get out of this funky, uncomfortable, depressed feeling. Yeah. I'm just going to go to sleep because, you know... I do that all the time. So, like... (laughs)
0: yeah which is like i used to be like oh god this is bad this is bad it's back and like i gotta figure it out and i have to get rid of this negative voice and like sometimes like the less you try to fight against it and you're just like this will pass it's passed before and i probably just need to go to sleep (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) 10 times out of 10 going to sleep yeah. Helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then at some point, maybe you, like, today I'm hoping, <laughs> this is me today, I'm like, I'm hoping I'll be in a place where I can do that, like, self-responsibility, self-reflection, yeah. self-compassion, and, and then kind of maybe give myself five minutes to just be like, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. What am I not noticing? What do I need? Um, Where yeah. could I use more support? or? you know, whatever.
0: Um, yeah. And I feel like those are good questions people can use. And also mm -hmm. like what's happening for me right now Mm -hmm. and like, what do I want to do differently? But like, not in that, like you're bad, but like, what would I like to do differently? Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel good to end there. That feels real good. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation on making meaning together.
0: For the full listener experience, subscribe to our Substack at makingmeaningtogether.substack.com. The link is also in the show notes. We hope you'll join us again soon.